Welcome to Correct Culture. There are so many things going on in this world today that need to be talked about, whether it's political views, biblical views, um, things that are going on in society. It needs to be spoken about, and this is exactly what this podcast here is for. So thank you for tuning in and enjoy this episode of Correct Culture. Yo, what is going on, guys? I'm so happy to be back. Um, It's been definitely a busy couple of weeks um, and I've not been able to record here lately, but um, so happy to be able to be back on here um, to, to talk about a few things that have been on my heart, specifically with this month, Pride Month. Um, so I'm just going to hop right into it. So um, a lot of people don't understand or know rather um, the the severeness and the the the, the uh, in-depth understanding of how how demonic uh this month is um and and i say demonic not towards the people who have chosen this lifestyle but the spirit that has um oppressed or possessed people in this lifestyle what we have to understand is that our battle in this world is is not carnal but it's spiritual and we have to understand that we operate as individuals through a spiritual a spiritual um, presence, whether that's Holy Spirit or whether that's a demonic spirit, something is operating in our vessel. And we as people give that spirit the availability to us. Now, how do we do that? How, how does an open door come to allow a spirit, whether Holy Spirit or a demonic spirit to come into our vessel and operate through us? We see this first happening back in the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, where Adam and Eve are in the midst of the garden in the in the or near rather the the tree that they were forbidden to eat from. Now, in this situation, uh, we see that the serpent was used. He wasn't Satan, but he was used by Satan. He was used by Satan to communicate to Eve. Um, And in this situation, what happened was Eve was deceived into allowing the enemy to convince her that the fruit that she was not supposed to eat of was good to eat of. Um, This convincing, this open door, this opportunity to, to allow the enemy to convince her opened up a door for her to have the knowledge of good and evil was then um, casted her away from God's presence. So a lot of people in in the church, they say nothing can take you from the presence of God, which is not true. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, but your actions can separate you from the presence of God. And when you are separated from the presence of God, you are now outside of the covering that, you know, Job was in, which the enemy was able to do everything except take his life because he was seen he was deemed as a righteous man from God, right? But his choices did not separate him from the presence of God or the covering of God. Eve was separated from Eve and Adam were separated from the presence of God, also known as Eden, which was a presence rather than an actual place um where um where she was now separated because of the decision that she made, the choice that she made to listen to the enemy, to listen to Satan. And this is what happens 
in a lot of people's lives, um, even my life included. So I'll share a part of my testimony that that some people don't know, which was um, back when I was probably about, I'd say maybe five, six, I was molested. I was molested twice, uh, but well, molested by two different people rather. I was molested by um, a female family member, and I was also molested by a male family member. Um, I was young, very, um, um, you know, curious when it comes to sexuality, understanding what I had, understanding the aspects of like other people having other things as well, but just not knowing the proper channels of how to um, go about it the way that, you know, of course, God designed it to go about it. So I'm young. I don't know any of this stuff. And older siblings or older um older people in my family who understood and had a perverse view of it um, took advantage of my innocence and it caused me to have a lot of confusion growing up at a young age. I'm very grateful that I had a father who who reinstilled my manhood in aspects of letting me know what men are doing, what men are supposed to do, um, you know, how men were created. Um, and, and to decrease the feminine aspects that could have um, been prevalent in my life at the time where I had these experiences. Um, but long story short, I had a male cousin who um, who molested me um, and, and asked me to do things that, of course, I didn't know that I was doing. All I knew was that it felt good um, because here's the thing about sex. Sex feels good. It's pleasurable, um, but it if it's not done in the right way and it's perverted, it could cause you to suffer for all eternity and to perish. So me not knowing this at a young age, five and six, um, went along with it because I was like, OK, man, I, I guess this is OK. Like, I don't know any better. Right. So uh, something started sitting wrong with me in my spirit. Um, I was I'm, I'm raised in a church. I'm a PK. So I was going to church every Sunday. But this experience was something that was new to me and I didn't it was never talked about in church. It was never um, a subject of, of conversation in church. And so I was opened to a realm that I had no clue existed. And so um, as I'm trying to work through this thing, as I'm trying to figure out this thing, um, I had the the opportunity, the, the, the vast opportunity to dive into homosexuality, to to like men to take that experience that I had and instead of repenting from and instead of at a young age saying, you know what, I don't think this is right and I'm not going to partake in it anymore. I could have definitely allowed that to, to, to cause me to live in a lifestyle for the rest of my life that was not pleasing to God. What did it for me? What changed it? What was the thing that caused me to say, I'm not going down this road was the fact that something in my spirit, because I had Holy Spirit in me, at a young age, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And because I was in the parameters of of um, innocence and in aspects of me not knowing what was going on and someone taking advantage of me, God gave me the opportunity to have these feelings of conviction, even though I didn't know that it was wrong. And in this spirit of conviction, I was able to say, that's not something that I'm comfortable with. That's not something that my spirit says right with. And so I'm not going to dive deeper into this and try to figure this thing out. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to walk away from it. And it wasn't until I was probably in my late 
teens about to graduate high school did I mention it to my parents because of course I had already gotten over it I'd already forgiven I've already moved on but I knew and, and figured that my parents knowing this information could have um, you know could have acted you know differently um, in regards to the situation so so at a young age I became sexually active and instead of going gay instead of turning to homosexuality I turned towards like perversion towards women. Um, I, I started watching porn at a young age. Um, I was introduced to pornography at the age of seven. And so the the open door that I allowed into my life unwillingly, but it was still allowed. Um, I, I I opened up the door to sexual immorality. And here's what a lot of people don't understand homosexuality falls under sexual immorality because here's the thing sex was designed for repro- reproducing right to 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 be fruitful and multiply is how the lord put it um sex was made for that under the confines of marriage not under not outside of marriage but under the confines of marriage that is the moral way to have sex immorality means anything that is not moral and so when you say sexual immorality, you're saying that sexuality or sex that is outside the moral cons- confines of what God created, which is sex in marriage, is a sin. Now, I opened that door. That door became open to me and the enemy started doing his work in my life at that time because I never repented from sexual immorality. I just walked away from an experience that could have caused me to walk into homosexuality, but I did not repent and turn away from the sexual immorality as far as my approach towards women, which was a real sexual manner. I was watching pornography at a young age, like I said, at seven, and that skewed my perspective towards women. Now, I didn't just see women with clothes on. I was looking at women and what was behind their clothes, like behind their clothes and, and envisioning that because I've seen images on on, um, you know, websites and pictures of, of women who were naked. And so um, now my vision and, and my view and how I see um, women totally different. Um, and that that daunted me all the way into my early 20s and. I was able to then break away from that through self-discipline, through repentance, through deliverance. All of these things had to happen, but it started in an experience that I had when I was five and six years old with with two uh, relatives in my family um, that that took advantage of my innocence. And I say this because a lot of people that go into uh, the lifestyle of sexual morality homosexuality when it comes to the lgbtq community that comes from a lot of times having an experience or an encounter at a young age that was not corrected or was not dealt with instead of it being corrected and dealt with it was accepted and this is why i uh, have the 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 urge to talk about this subject today is because when we're entering into this pride month a lot of people are are deceiving younger people it's really targeted towards kids because if they can skew the perspective in their innocence they live a life thinking that what they are doing is okay because they've never been corrected and so I, i see this when i see target literally targeting 
children um, putting on putting up paraphernalia in their stores um, for infants, for babies to wear that that project the pride of LGBTQ, which I'm going to get on here in a second when it comes to the symbols that they use. But there's literally no more hiding. If you look at the 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 creator and designers that Target has has partnered with, they're literally saying that they're demonic, that they are sat Satanists, which means that they follow Satan and therefore the agenda of Satan. And what is Satan's agenda? Satan's agenda is to trample the seed of man. It's to trample the seed of man. The Bible even says it, that he will bruise your heel and you will stump on his head. But here's the thing, bruising and stumping on, bruising our heel doesn't mean that we die. Stumping on the head of an enemy means that he dies. So that means we ultimately have the victory at the end of the day. But what the enemy is doing is attacking the youth. He's attacking the seed of God that God has put in us in order for us to reproduce. He's attacking that seed. And the reason why he's doing that is because he does not want the kingdom of God to grow. He wants his kingdom of evil and darkness to grow. Right. And 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 what we have to understand is that the enemy is after the very thing that could turn this world around, which is a generation who is consecrated to God. Now, how do you get a generation that is that how do you get a generation from consecrating themselves to God? It's to confuse them and put these uh, demonic spirits and open the door for these demonic spirits to, to live prevalent in um, in the, the temples of of the people. And so a way to do that, of course, is to introduce things that are not of God to, to children at a young age and their innocence to where they're not questioning it. See. The enemy can't make anyone do anything. Satan cannot make anyone, cannot make anyone do anything. Just like God cannot make anyone do anything. We have dominion on this earth as people, so we have a choice to make. Those choices reflect and depend on who our soul or what our soul feeds off of, right? It can feed off of the spirit or it can feed off of your flesh, the fleshly matters, if you look in Galatians 5, it talks about all the fleshly matters that lead to a person not entering into the kingdom of heaven. And then it also talks in Galatians 5, it also speaks on um, the spirit and it speaks about the fruits of the spirit, the things that if the, uh, if the soul um, feeds off of the, the fruits of the spirit, then his soul or the person's soul will reflect the things of the spirit, which is of God. And so this is what we have to understand when we are looking at this situation. The people who have chosen the lifestyle of homosexuality, a lot of times they say, I didn't choose this lifestyle. <laughs> and I always question. I have a, I have I have siblings um, and, and family members and relatives who are in that lifestyle now. And, and I've tried to reach out to them. And they literally told me, like. You know, God's okay with this, which is not the case. They've literally said things like that. They've they said, like, I didn't choose this lifestyle. I didn't choose to be hated. I didn't choose these things. Like, if I, why would I choose to live something that so many people are against? Like, this is something that, this is a way that God made me. Number one, God did not make you that way. Number two, it is a choice, even though it may not have been willingly, it was something that opened up a door for you to experience that either caused you to number one be attracted to the sex 
um, to the same sex or and this is one of the biggest things that happens to have an experience with the opposite sex that makes you not want to have another experience with the opposite sex. A lot of people have been molested. A lot of people have been raped. A lot of people have been taken advantage of at a young age or introduced to something at a young age that has scarred or traumatized them that caused them to either stay in that lifestyle or to run to that lifestyle because of the experience they had with maybe the opposite sex, right? Um, because it was a traumatic experience. And so instead of dealing with that, handling with handling that, dealing with the trauma and, and forgiving that that trauma and moving forward in a way of saying, I know that what was done to me was wrong. And I know that I should not live this lifestyle or I should not partake in this thing because it was wrong. It's not of God. And I can move on knowing that that experience doesn't mean it's going to be every experience moving forward. And so that is where I, I have to start to to talk a little deeper into because I feel like when a lot of people understand that, then they will be able to walk free from this lifestyle that they've chosen in the LGBTQ community. Um, this is something that's really close to my heart. Um, I'm going to be uh, posting another episode, um, part two, that speaks a little more in depth of, of, this, of the agenda of Satan and what he does to um, to kind of uh, deceive and 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 twist what God has made um, and, and the originality of how God made it. So I love you guys. I pray that this really touched you. I pray that you see this through a lens of love and not hate um, and that maybe you can take something from this. Until the next episode, be easy, have peace, and let's correct culture.